Hello everybody, your friendly engineer here, Michael. Um, while my character is hijacking the episode, I guess I'm here to hijack the intro uh, to let you know that next Friday is our first live show featuring our doctor, Riley Silverman, and Travis Killian, uh, that's Dan Peck, live and in person at Geeky Tees. Uh, they will be in character during the live show. Uh, we're doing kind of a, you know, in-between adventures, special adventure. I will be playing Mystery, It's Not Roman. Um, I guess, you know, you're welcome. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, Friday, August 23rd, uh, 7 p.m. is the start time. It's $10 at the door. All the proceeds are going straight to a brand new soundboard. As you will hear in this episode, when you have everybody on the same quality of inputs, things sound much better. Uh, maybe not this part. I'm doing this on a separate mic, straight into my laptop, uh, doing some standing energy though. So hopefully that helps. I guess we'll find out. Uh, yeah, so if you are in the L.A. area, please, please, please join us. Uh, we'd love to meet you, uh, you know, talk about the show, talk about what you love, and, uh, you know, get ready for that cool Season 2 vibe. Uh, yeah, enjoy! Bye! There is a moment that comes at the point of death where humans are overcome with a serene calmness. There are many hypothesized causes of this, a chemical release in the brain designed to ease the end of life, a delirium caused by lack of oxygen to the brain, or, and this is the most likely, an absolute steadfast delusion on the part of the human psyche, a rare example of the id, ego, and superego all banding together to say, no, I can't die, it's impossible for me to be dying, therefore it isn't happening. History, on the other hand, is littered with no shortage of examples of humans who held firm to a belief in their own indestructible nature, who then, perhaps unfairly, went ahead and died anyway. Human beings are stubborn like that, and there may be none more stubborn than the small number of humans for whom this belief, more often than not, actually seems to be right. This certainly seems to be the case for Amelia Mary Earhart, whom history famously recalls vanishing over the sea sometime during the 1930s. That did not, however, prevent her from finding herself off the northwest coast of the Hawaiian island of Kauai, the better part of a century later, trapped inside a capsizing steel rig, from which she also, somehow, managed to disappear. Vanishing acts seldom happen alone, even Houdini had an assistant. And, much like Houdini's assistant, whose attire occasionally included scarves, braces and bow ties, Millie's help came from someone with two hearts beating inside of their chest, a Time Lord. Known in their previous incarnations as the Time Lady Romana, now in a male incarnation called Roman, former president of Gallifrey, known associate of the Doctor, now exiled. And so Amelia Mary Earhart now stands in the console room of a very different TARDIS on the one she's found herself travelling in of late, drying off after her aquatic near-death experience with a question to answer. Hello, Miss Earhart. Would you like to go home? I... I don't know. That's fair. I'm sorry. I, I know that we... I, what? Hello. Wasn't I just... Uh, uh. Yes, you were drowning, and I was like, that's bad, so I grabbed you. Consistent. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, Sa- my goodness. Sounds like me. <laughs> oh, okay. Michael, why don't you describe Roman's TARDIS a little bit? We've not Ooh. been here before. Uh, what is what is your... What is Roman's aesthetic? I'm thinking, like, Marble Hartnell. I dig it. Like Ooh. just real, like white marbly kind of vibe instead of the classic drywall <laughs> of the Hartnell Tardis. Um, uh, probably the console, something closer to. Ooh, I I like the wooden console room, so I like the idea of a more simplistic, less obvious to figure out console. Are you talking about um uh the the secondary console room from from Baker's Run or are you yeah about, okay the wood room yeah uh, the, the one that warped in storage and they uh, never used again I just just 
build another one. It's fine. <laughs> it's plywood, guys. Just do it. Go to um, depot. No, this is great because also, like, this is Romana's TARDIS. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. she's like a real, uh, she's a class assist, and I figure Roman has followed along in that yeah. kind of vibe. Uh, ben and I had also talked about this being like a later model diplomatic TARDIS, Ooh. like pre-war, that they just sort of shoved Roman in and were like, get, get out of here. Um, yeah, post time war, there's probably not a lot of use for diplomatic Tardises, considering how much everyone seems to hate the Time Lords. Oh, post time war. Nah, I dig it. Well, while we're actually doing descriptive stuff, I, I actually—it's funny. I know that we've kind of like talked a little bit about this in past games, and I was trying to figure out why I was so confused, but I realized because the Cubicle Seven system is normally like one adventure to one another adventure yeah. in a campaign like this. You know, like, how do you do things like uh, 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 carrying items and all that mm. kind of stuff? So I figured I would establish on air, no matter what Millie is wearing or what she changes into, she always has her crazy Blade Runner jacket now. Yeah. Because that's what keeps all of my stuff in it. Deal. Uh, oh, yeah. Because that way, yeah, I realized that it was getting confusing going from adventure to adventure and, like, not realizing how I'm carrying things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so, so I guess I'm still in my... A uh, very silly one-piece striped bathing suit and a leather jacket standing in the middle of this very pristine uh, console room. Here's, here's an idea. What if there's just like a dripping wet Amelia Earhart and Roman is there holding your jacket and a bag of rice with your Game Boy in it? <laughs> that is wonderful. She will not know why it's in there, but no tea. <laughs> I, I like the idea of uh, what we're doing here is basically we're sowing the seeds for obviously we have a very robust set of uh, fully licensed Game of Rassilon merchandise and this is of course going to mm. be the first in the series of Game of Rassilon bombshell statuettes that we're going to do oh nice uh, so yeah no sexy, sexy Roman, Roman holding, holding a coat yes <laughs> <laughs> jinx <laughs> oh my goodness Perfection. my goodness oh what an adventure this will be <laughs> we should probably stress we are not presently in Geeky Tees. We are in uh, Mel's office. Yes, no, we are technically in my in my office, which means that uh, my incredibly adorable but incredibly demonic cat children might make a noise or two yes. in the background. And it's also unusually just the three of us. Dan is not here. Riley's not here. Yes. Jeez. So uh, you guys could kill me and they'd never find out. I mean, we are recording then. Yeah, that doesn't mean anything's going to happen. If I die, you don't have any reason to. This is the room where we recorded having a friend for dinner, so. Well, fair enough. We're going to eat. See? Yeah. The trapdoor is in this chair, and, uh. Yum. <laughs> well, at least I'll die doing what I loved having dinner with friends. Being slathered in barbecue Being sauce. Being slathered in barbecue sauce. <laughs> uh, <laughs> having parts of my body ingested for sustenance. Yum. Anyway. Yes. Uh, so yeah, Millie, you are, I guess, you are drying off in the TARDIS. Yeah, I in a TARDIS, I should say. In Roman a TARDIS. TARDIS. Um, I mean, I think she's looking around. She's kind of, I mean, she kind of just thought she was about to die, and so, just really, this is this is a lot. This is kind of like a lot coming at her. So I think really all she can concentrate on is the fact that this isn't the time machine that she's used to, and trying to learn bits and pieces about the new machine um but in this moment of trying to kind of distract herself uh would there be anything necessarily mechanically that might stick out should i do like a awareness check or something um i mean the system doesn't typically the the, the doctor who role-playing game system doesn't really lean towards things like awareness checks or anything if there's anything in the room that you should know about it's the gyms i'll just tell you about it oh awesome um can you and tell me more about the room? You are legally blind now. No. Oh, um, well. It's uh it's it's a TARDIS console room. It's as as Michael described it, it's kind of uh kind of old school kind of uh that kind of wood panel aesthetic but also marble. Um is there a coat coat hanger hanging up? Do you have Do you have a, a coat hanger like uh I think like Hartnell's TARDIS, you know, is where he would hang his coat. Oh well, yeah, the classic coat yeah. hanger. Yeah. Um I I'm just picturing hmm. like I think the, so. The pink coat and the the white, you know, feather bow or whatever it was. Yeah. Just, just stuff from from Romans slash Romana's past. Yeah, I think it's a different kind of coat hanger, but mm. it's definitely something he got at some point because that's what TARDIS console rooms yeah. have. Any TARDIS console room worth its salt has a 
coat hangers who can hang up your coat. Of course. Excellent. Unless were you about to say uh, I was going to say, well, then I guess if there's no way for me to kind of, you know, look around and see anything, I like, I can tell that this is like the Doctor's TARDIS, yeah. but not quite the same. Yeah, it's, I would say that the, the difference is, it's the difference between having like, you know, the keyboard that came with a Dell computer and the the sleek little keyboard that comes with like a, a Mac. Okay. That's really the difference. Like the, the, everything's more or less the same. It just looks different. Okay. Gotcha. 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 Um... Then in that case, I guess she's going to turn back and say, I, 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 how, Why do you want to take me home? Well, I can actually control where my TARDIS goes, and I have a few errands I need to run first, but, you know. Uh, but after that, um, I was just curious. You, you, Are you a friend of the Doctor's? Yes. Why would you not just take me back to her? I could do that. Millie is really conflicted about this because she's got her friends, but now, oh man, oh wow, I yes. What are some of the errands that you uh, that you have to run before I I would have to make this decision? Oh, I'm uh, just you know flitting here and there about. Uh, the Time Lords are semi on my tail, but now that you're here, it's not as much of a problem. Uh, so I figured I would just. Uh... Relax a bit for one or two stops. Oh, all right, and, and the doctor doesn't mind that I'm here. She. Hmm. Can I send her a message and I'm going to reach out for the Game Boy? Oh, yes, go for it. And I hand you a bag of soggy rice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> because we've kind of used these things as like uh, uh, communication devices yeah. in the past. So can I try to, you know, turn it on and, and kind of like find a way to type out a message maybe uh can i try to like trade a pokemon with uh 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 with travis hmm uh i mean i figure you can you can attempt to send a message uh but i would point out that you are currently traveling through the time vortex so there's no knowing exactly when that message will reach travis's game boy I don't think that Millie knows enough about the time vortex, and so oh, no. she's gonna try anyway. Okay, um, let's let's do a roll then. Let's do ingenuity plus technology. Cool. Uh, with a we'll call this let's have, let's add a minus one because you are in the vortex, and that kind of complicate, complicates things a little bit. Okay, so I'm starting with a whopping two. Starting with Neat. two. <laughs> so I'm gonna have a final with my roll eight. A whopping eight. Okay. Uh, you you type in a message, you send a message, you have no idea whether it's been received or not. Okay. Uh, then in that case, I think that she's going to take a moment and say, you know, I, I, I mean, I guess it, until I hear back from them, I, I can think about it. Excellent. It's a time machine. I can just drop you off right before, well, probably not right before because we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Okay. <laughs> so that was suspicious. <laughs> so Michael and I uh, have we have planned. We definitely know we know Roman's motivation. We have we have had that conversation. Um, how much, Michael, do you want Millie slash Mel to know right now? I kind of laid out as much as I was going to lay okay. out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Roman's. Roman's trying to be nice, but he's very, very bad at it, and that checks. He's pretty bitter about his circumstances. Cool. So you know. In which case, um, so we we had mentioned before that you have a a, a diplomatic TARDIS. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm is I'm talking to Michael. Is Michael in the room? Can no, I speak to Michael? I've taken over now. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm here. Um, <laughs> I crawled out. Uh, so Roman's going. Ro- Roman knows what Roman wants to do right now. I'm going to have you. Could you roll a d6 for me and tell no. me what the number is? Definitely a six. No wait. Uh, it's a four. It is a four. Okay. So as Roman uh, messes with levers and dials and switches on the uh, on the console of his TARDIS, uh, the time rotor wheezes up and down, the grinding of ancient... Ink. I want to watch how he flies his TARDIS so that if I have to, for any reason, 
attempt to use it that I could maybe have a little insight into that? Uh, I, I like that. Okay. Uh, give me uh, give me awareness plus transport. Deal. Cool. This time I'm at least starting with an eight. <laughs> hey. Sixteen? Sixteen's good. Um, I'm going to... Hmm. Okay, here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say that you pick up some of what uh, what Roman's doing. Roman's moving very quickly, so it's, it's not necessarily easy uh, to memorize exactly what's happening. Would one maybe say, I know how to turn on the car, but maybe don't necessarily know how to steer? That seems like a good... Uh, a good okay, version, cool. Yes. No, I think you can, like, maybe change the AC settings. Shh, no. Uh, <laughs> I can turn but... on the car. <laughs> I'm going to turn this thing on, and he puts a button, and an AM radio station plays. Welcome to the jazz. Why do jazz stations always use an AM band? That's really weird. Yeah, they should only be on FM, actually. Sorry. Uh, it's the sports. Uh, they're talking and talking about a sports ball. It's the sports. Uh, the, it's, uh, your, we we uh, return now to the classic Tetris World Championships. Well, that's the only sport I, I know. That's entirely fair. We can play the theme again. Yeah. Cool. Any excuse to... All right, so... So he's kind of going too fast for me to really pick anything up. Yeah, you, you get you get bits and bobs here and there. You're okay. not 100 what they do, but you reckon okay. you know enough to kind of get the engine going. Okay, cool. Maybe enough to get like a plus one on a late or something. Is maybe, what you're saying? Maybe. Oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. Wink, wink, indeed. <laughs> Don't steal my car. <laughs> anyway, um, so that the TARDIS is in flight, and uh, uh, Roman has an idea. Of you know where you know where you want to go, mm. which is somewhere. I'd love to go to like the Eye of Orion. Wouldn't that yeah. be nice? That would be nice. Classic. Uh oh. <laughs> uh, so the TARDIS is presently in flight and is heading towards a destination. Everything seems relatively normal, other than the usual my TARDIS hating me for not being on Gallifrey. It seems good, and then there is the thunk of the TARDIS engine stopping and it comes to a complete halt and explodes no that's Ooh. such an obvious joke no you've landed <laughs> you've arrived whatever destination it was you thought you were heading to you are somewhere hmm I'm going to check the scanner um you check the scanner and you are not at the eye of Orion um you, it's never the eye of Orion you definitely wanted to go somewhere to relax and certainly your TARDIS knows this because you had picked a destination the eye of Orion um, but your diplomatic TARDIS uh, doesn't like you. It yes. doesn't like what it's doing. It, nope. won't, it doesn't. It isn't particularly interested in leaving Gallifrey even, and kind mm-hmm. of resents the fact that it's been kind of put in your care or that you've been put in in her care, as it were. So it's taken you somewhere to relax, but not necessarily somewhere you want to go. And outside, you see um, uh, kind of an archway. Uh, you see gates, you see people in, uh, you're defi- definitely on Earth, and, mm. uh, you see pe- people in, in, it's definitely America as well. It's warm, it's sunny, it's kind of a warm, kind of Southern California day. Um, mm. and, uh, it appears, judging by the attire, it looks like it might be the mid 50s. Oh dear. Is there, I'm just gonna do a little, you know, twist around with the camera. Mm-hmm. Is there any, like, notable, Logos or oh, absolutely, sort of famous though. castles yes. made the, of plastic. The, uh, the 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 camera pans around to reveal the sign announcing the grand opening of Disneyland. Yes, that you rules. are you are at the grand opening of Disneyland, what? July seventeenth, nineteen fifty-five. You guys took me to Disneyland. This place. What? Is Oh man, actual Oops. Melinda's really excited right now. <laughs> yeah, you're a big what? Disney fan. Yeah. <laughs> I will point out this is many, many decades before the opening of uh, the Star Wars Land. No, that's fine. I'm here for the Jungle Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> I reset the controls for uh, 2022 to land directly inside Galaxy's Edge. Wait, uh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> the the Tardis just appeared. People are like, oh yeah, I guess that's a thing that's happening that happens in Galaxy's Edge. A cabinet, whatever. Yeah, box appears. Um, yeah. I'm picturing a wardrobe. Jungle Cruise, anyway. Jungle Cruise. <laughs> oh, this is a good point. Um, your TARDIS has taken the shape of a, a ticket kiosk. Ooh, I like that. Jungle Cruise. Okay, no. Anyway, Amelia is 
not sure what is going on yet, so I will wait until Roman tells me what's up. But internally, Melinda is screaming. <laughs> ben, rewrite everything. We're just doing Jungle Cruise. Yes. Uh, Jungle Cruise. <sighs> We're going to beat The Rock to it. Uh, speaking of The Rock. Um, when does that film come out? When does this episode drop? The same exact time with our luck so far. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> like, <laughs> we, we had weird Jadoon psychic powers. I don't understand. We're very, very good at predicting when, when things are going to happen accidentally. Yeah. Totally uselessly. Just yeah, no, we're useless show. Doctor Who Nostradamus. Congratulations. <laughs> yes. The worst. Yeah. I, like I, the lamest power for an X-Man to have. It's like, yeah, I can I can see the future, but only in stuff that is relating to the BBC television. <laughs> show Doctor Doctor Extremely coincidentally and in ways that will only make sense, like months later. Yeah, I know who the uh, the 14th Doctor is going to be. I have to say, very excited about... Um, Eddie Izzard. Noel one of Edmonds. my faves. Um, Noel, Noel, Noel Edmonds, host of the British version of Deal or No Deal. No, just Mary Berry. Um. <laughs> oh, I'm in. Yes. Actually, weirdly, David Tennant again. <laughs> oh, God. No, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> he can keep playing Crowley for a while. Yeah, let Michael Sheen have a, have a go. So, yes, you can see on the... I forget what it's called in the title. It's a scanoscope. The, Monitor? The, 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 the screen motron. Yeah. Screenmatron. The Telebox 5000. No, it's not that. That's that now. <laughs> it is in Romans, TARDIS. I decree it to be canon. Yay! GM rules! Put that on the wiki. And, uh. <laughs> Just the Type 70 TARDIS yes. is the one that contains the Spectrum Goob. Yeah, okay. Spectrum Um, <laughs> so yeah, you can see people kind of clamoring, the kind of the teeming throng of people all clamoring to get into a very unfinished Disneyland. <laughs> uh, what do you got to do? Uh. Well, I mean, it looks like things are well, and I've got Amelia, so good to go. Yeah. Uh, what kind of castle is this? <laughs> a very fake one. Ah. Um, this is an amusement park, like a Coney Island kind of thing. Oh, fun. But sort of more corporate. You'll understand that later. Whatever. And I'm going to pull the little Bats. lever guy. Sorry. that <laughs> uh Lever! I'm going to pull the lever that opens the uh, the TARDIS doors. I guess I kind of want to poke my head out, because I don't trust you for stuffing, but uh, this looks really fun. This looks really fun, whatever this is. And so I want to know why everyone is wearing mouse ears. I'm okay. going to go outside. You uh, you open the, uh, the, 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 the door of Roman's TARDIS, which now resembles a kind of staff only, like a wooden standard wooden door frame and that uh, you are immediately hit with just kind of the heat of the day it's a very very warm day even by kind of 1950s anaheim standards it is it is exceptionally hot only made hotter by just how many people are here okay um and you can already like the the, the faint smells of uh you know food stands you know like popcorn and churros and 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 candy floss and uh, probably because I know that Disneyland now uses some of the spray scents in certain parts of the park there's probably a little bit of that as well so there's there's a smell that a, a kind of 1930s Amelia Earhart is utterly unfamiliar with which is the smell of a theme park which you know I would imagine that everyone in this room is, is, is familiar with oh yeah it's brand new this is Amelia Earhart at Disneyland on opening day this is really cool um I mean, I guess the first thing... Oh, shoot. Um, Are there, like, shoes by the door? Can I get some shoes? Because I'm still in that swimsuit and that jacket, so I should... Oh, yes. Hold on. Cool. And Roman's just going to kick one of the lower roundels, and okay. a whole, like, shoe tree is going to pop out. With Neat. a remarkable collection of women's shoes. All right. You know, awesome. Extraordinary. Yeah. And they Neat. all have... They're all fitted with... They're all dimensionally transcendental, so they're kind of nice. Like Some of them are petite, but they're bigger on the inside. Oh, okay. Nice. Um... This is, that's a lame idea. Fitted for comfort, it. no. Dimensionally transcendental arch support. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess I'm going to look for the ones with the best arch support, which I guess in my probably personal experience would be something with more of like a flat combat boot for women kind of like, you know, feel to it. Uh, so combat boots, swimsuit, full leather jacket. Yeah. Let's do this. Disneyland. <laughs> the most 50s. Yes, yeah. Disneyland. Are they going to... Well, I mean, Dis Disneyland in 1955 had a, had a dress code. Are they going to let you in if you're in swimwear? I mean, she doesn't know that, so no. she's just going to go outside like a wee naked child. Okay. <laughs> Are we already inside past the gates? Or do I would we have say to you're just tickets? outside the gates. Oh, you know, ah. it's easy if you guys are inside the gates. Yeah, yeah I don't want to deal with a ticket. You guys are yes. just inside the gates. You're you're by, you know, where the 
the the the the, the flowers have been arranged into Mickey. You know, into and there's the railway going by. And there's the two arches to the left and the right, and it's one of those things where, like, now for some reason, people get really like passionate about which side you're supposed to go in, like team left arch, team right arch. It's really is that a thing? Yeah, that's wild. No Whoa, yeah. yeah. Sorry, dang. Yeah. Huh. Cool. Yeah, All right. Disneyland. Well, I think that Amelia is just out there and just kind of like looking around and wide eyed and like, this is the coolest thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, don't sue us. We love this place. Um, <laughs> it's really cool and fantastic. Yes. Uh, uh, Bob Disney listens to the podcast and, uh, hey, Bob is already suing us. You rock, Bob. He's Please. Immediately no, don't do that. Uh, we're here for fun. I don't know if Bob Disney is a real person. I just invented a Bob Disney. Jefferson Disney, the third. Gregor Disney. Wow. Count Gregor Disney. Oh, I like old, that. It's an old Transylvanian. But, sorry, it's an old um, Pennsylvanian family. <laughs> Pennsylvania. Yeah, we do all talk like that back yes. there. Um, <laughs> any hoozle. Yeah, so it's Main Street. You guys walk through the arches and you see Main Street. Uh, again, lots of people. The ground is kind of soft because the, uh, the, the, the asphalt was, had not set when they opened the park. And it was, you know, so as you, it's as you sticky. step, you can kind of, it's a little sticky. Ooh. But you look down and you can see the statue of Walt. And oh wait, did the statue of Walt exist? Anyway, you do. You're you the one who the, wrote this. <laughs> you definitely see the castle, and you see kind of prototypical Disneyland. But it is absolutely packed. I'll mention that Roman has not changed, so he's still in all black, save for a pink coat. Oh yeah, Roman's very hot right now. No, he's not. Aesthetically, and oh no, he's not. He looks great. He just you know looks and feels great. It's a Time Lord thing. <laughs> Tom Baker wasn't bothered by Brighton Beach. Yeah. Why would uh, Roman be bothered by the heat? Entirely fair. So there are a number of rides that are open on opening day. There are a number of rides that are not open. Fortunately, one of the rides that is open is, in fact, the Jungle Cruise. Yes! Personal triumph. Uh, I mean, honestly, I do think that Amelia's going to be like, ooh, boat! Uh, <laughs> you know, heading just off because. Towards, it's Adventureland, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Adventureland is definitely going to, I think, cool to Millie. Yeah, very, very much so. Uh, uh, and uh, so, yeah, yeah, that's just the area that she would kind of generate towards. Yeah. I think that initially the side of the boat is going to give her like a slight flashback to almost drowning 20 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys stand in line for. A thousand years for Jungle Cruise. Deal, because uh, you get to see all the other cool stuff as you go through it. And honestly, I think it would remind Amelia of a lot of her other adventuring friends, because uh, definitely that was part of her kind of like lifestyle, as something like the Jungle Cruise would have been relevant, uh, you mm. know, during her time. Um, and so, yeah, like she's met a couple of of the adventurers who would talk about these kind of things, and yeah. so this is wild to her that like her friend's adventures is a ride okay so actually before you guys get in line there's someone at the at the front of the line in kind of a uh the the skipper outfit and uh and they put their hand out expecting a ticket from you oh yes hold on i'm gonna pat my pockets and pull out uh tickets from like the 2025 park <laughs> like and fast passes? So there's, yeah, I'm going to pull out like two laminated fast passes made of like biodegradable coral or something. I don't know. This uh, this this very young uh, person in, in, in a skipper outfit, which I'm going to say is ever so slightly too big for them, uh, looks at the passes and looks at you and just kind of goes, uh, I, I, I can't take those. Oh. Oh, hold on. <laughs> is, is this guy okay? Yeah, I was going to say, is this guy okay? This guy's been up a while. Okay. And there's a lot of people here. I wasn't sure if, like, we should be aware that maybe he's an alien. <laughs> Just liquid comes pouring out of his body as he melts. 17 eyes and mandibles that click as he... No, he's a person. He's a, he's he's like a, a guy. teenager in a theme park. Like, I don't care if it's opening day at Disneyland. They're going to be kind of tired. And he's a teen with heat stroke. I get it. No, um, that's fair. Oh, sad Teen stroke. Nope. No. Nope. Didn't work. Um, keep going. Actually, thinking about that, I'm going to pat around again. Uh, I don't actually have resourceful pockets. You don't. So, um... Maybe you have to go off and buy some tickets. Hmm. Well, I'm gonna use, you know what? I'm going to uh, say to this guy, Don't you recognize me? I'm one of the, the secret uh, test attendants for the first day. Mr. Mr. Disney himself uh, personally hired me and... Uh, 
Miss Earhart here to um, explore the park. Hello. Ding. How are things? How's the park going? Busy. Uh, you are going. You're going to do a roll now. Oh, with I figured. Dice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're going to do presence. You're going to do presence and convince. So I get a plus two for voice of authority. Uh, indeed. I'm going to take that from you because you mispronounced Disney's name. Oh, but I did it on purpose. I know. But <laughs> it was for fun. Yes. <laughs> I well, agree. Fun is discouraged <sighs> at the game of Rassilon. Um, I'm the robot, the silo, and putting the no fun allowed sign into the ground. That's me. <laughs> that is my family crest, my dude. That <laughs> makes me such a great GM. That one bounced out and was a one, so I'm going to roll it. It was a one again. Um, oh! Zing. Uh, Excellent. Whatever, since we're in my office now, the house rules here. If it bounces out of your tray, you get to re-roll it. I think that that's fair. That's fair. We 18. are in your house. 18? Yes. Uh, the, this teenager looks at you and he says, uh, uh, All right, but if I get fired, and he just like, like, just like hurriedly, like he's waving his hands. Frantically. Yay! Thank I'm going to run onto the boat. Okay. Uh, so you wait in line for three calendar days, and then... While we're waiting, I want to do some people watching sure. slash making sure there aren't bad guys coming to murder me. Yeah. Uh, so can I... I mean, there isn't really, like we talked about, there's no like perception yeah. check, it's but just, is there something of, I can work? I'm keeping my eyes open. Yeah. Keeping them peeled, Lewis. There's a lot of... Good job. Thank uh, you. There's a lot of people around. Um, yeah. Nothing... This actually... It just seems nice. There's no... There doesn't seem to be any kind of alien menace. There are no, like, Zygons around. There's no, Not like... Yet. Uh, Jadoon death ship hovering in the sky waiting oh. to destroy. This just seems like, like the more you look around, you st- I guess you would start off like maybe a little bit tense, like you're expecting something to happen because the doctor is kind of involved, so of course there would be. But actually, this seems kind of nice. It's almost like your TARDIS has kind of, uh, compromised with you on your idea of, well, if we get you, okay, fine. You want to, you want a vacation? Have a vacation, but on my terms. I want to go to Disneyland. I want to sit in the sun in Disneyland. Yeah. That's fair. So it's actually quite nice. Like right now, everything just seems kind of pleasant. I wonder how long that will last. Hmm. Well, I mean, uh, you know, we had talked about in between handheld war, sort of arguably my last appearance, and now it's been a couple hundred years of running and running and running, yeah. just like misleading the Time Lords and the Supreme Council and all of them around. That's so, one of the, yeah, that's one of the things I want to reiterate because we mentioned it at the end of part two of the previous serial. Um, but, uh, Roman's temples, his hair's grayed a little bit. There's a little bit more, you know, slightly more crow's feet around his, his eyes. And yeah. Laugh. Okay. I would say laugh lines, but I don't imagine Roman's done a tremendous amount of laughing. Um, no, his laugh's more of a, huh. Mm-hmm. Frown lines. I would allow it. There's no some, fun some, face lines. Some frown lines. Yeah. So I, I think that's something that Millie would have definitely like picked up on but maybe not commented on out of politeness yeah well again all of this kind of goes into this notion of uh, i mean just to kind of give like oh wow we're having like a fun introspective character episode i love this uh but uh i mean yeah you know the relationship that she's cultivated now with the doctor and with travis the fact that the doctor has never mentioned this person before Mm. i think is really striking to her she's very used to being around people and talking and and you know obviously millie is a talker Mm. and so the notion that roman is a friend who kind of only shows up when trouble's around and the relationship between him and the doctor seems kind of tense there's there's a lot of what's your deal dude what's Mm. your deal dude but of course that's the politeness that's not being is what i guess the the thing i would prompt then is are there any questions that that Millie would feel comfortable asking that are not um, uh, going to imp- imp- impinge upon her sense of decorum and politeness? Yes, she is about to investigate. It's funny that you mentioned that because oh. uh, now that we've kind of gotten past the ticket ticker, I think that she would turn to Roman and kind of ask, uh, you know, so, you know, do you not have any of that fancy paper stuff that the doctor has? Not on me, no. How come? Uh, well, I thought that was like standard... Time, guys. I I don't know. No, there isn't a paper department on Gallifrey for the Time Lords. But, um, she did... How do you make books? Well, with normal paper and lasers. Uh, Very complicated. Um, uh, 
sort of a hologram, five dimension. It's not important. Um, no, the doctor stole it from a guy. Don't worry about it. Wait, what? She's a bit of a gallivanter. She probably nicked it off a guy named Jeff. I don't know. You know Jeff what? That Paper. checks out. Boat. Boat. Yeah, We're still very far away. Yeah, you got a little bit more time before she the, just saw it going by. It's fine because yeah. there's that big wait in line kind yeah, of like it, moment. It loops around, so you're passing. the yeah. boat, but you're not going onto the boat. No, I know she can show boat out of excitement for yeah. boat, Ben. And you can kind <laughs> of hear uh, the the kind of as the boats go by, the skippers kind of doing their 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 patter, like the the start of the tour patter, mm-hmm. the end of the tour patter. So you're getting a little bit of that. All right. Hearing their like it's Disneyland opening day, so they're probably giving it a little bit more. Oomph. Oomph than your usual. And here it is, hey. ladies and gentlemen, the backside of Anna. Hey, the Jungle Cruise people always deliver. Don't you dare besmirch. I actually have to agree with Michael on this one. I've never had a bad Jungle I've Cruise had person. One bad skipper. <gasps> no. Yeah. They very clearly did not want to be there. Oh, what was that like? That must have been awful. It no. Was, it, it's it. The feeling. The best way to describe it is, it's like imagine being dead. And being in the waiting room in the afterlife, and all you have to read is a magazine that is you know is good, but you've also read it before, and the pages are kind of frayed, and also someone's in there talking dull. Ben, <laughs> I, I kind of I have worked a decade in therapy to stop having that dream, and <laughs> I welcome to your I nightmare guess. game of Rassilon, and it's back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nightmare of Rassilon. Ooh. This oh. is the bad place. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I want there to be a good place tabletop RPG. I would play that. Yes. I would want to play Michael, not just because I'm Michael, but, but also because I love Ted Danson. Yes. I'm surprised you're not already playing the Cheers tabletop role playing game, which has a fantastic drink mixing uh, system. I was gonna say I do get drunk every night. Does that count? It's more or less the same thing. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Great. <laughs> I should yeah. see a doctor. It, the, the starter set is just a, 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 a bottle of whiskey. It's it's fantastic. Oh, I've been playing this all time. <laughs> Michael, don't you see? You had the Cheers tabletop role-playing game inside you all along. Children, don't drink. It's not great. I was about to say, if I can't say the S word, you're going to cut all this. Drinking's bad. Don't smoke. School is the best. Follow all the rules. I turned out fine. And then I got wild. <laughs> Wait till your late twenties, and then like, you can stop being boring. And then I got wild. It's like the the monologue in the opening of a cartoon from the late nineties slash early noughties. Yeah, except like my version is like I drink a little more soda than I was ever allowed, and I eat sugary cereals because I like. I wasn't allowed from to have any diet of Coke to vanilla Diet Coke. Blow, squiggly down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyway, yes. Um, so we've had, moved like two people ahead in, in the bit, line this you know. whole time. Yeah. Oh, we're not going to do this in real time. That would be the world's worst podcast. Oh, agreed. Um, if, 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 now's a good time to ask questions. I would say you've got well, and that's why after after I said boat because I was very excited yes. about it. Boat, boat. We'll give you two more if you want to. You know, yeah, this uh, I, I kind of do. Um, so, uh, how how do you and the doctor know each other? Uh, she hasn't really talked about you much. That's reasonable. It's been a long time. Um, I knew her back uh, many, many, many versions ago. Has she been over the whole changing faces thing with you? Uh, no. Don't worry about it. Um, we were friends way, way back. Uh, and I was, uh, you know, a young time lord, uh, getting out of the academy. And, um, well, uh, strange figure in white who ended up being kind of the devil put me with the doctor and we went looking around for a weird cube that controlled all of time it's not as good an explanation when i say it out loud as i want it to be um huh we went places much like you and her do now and then i stopped going places with her because i thought i needed to move on Doctor Who season eighteen available now on Blu-ray. There's some good stuff in Why there. Why would you? Oh, sorry. Sorry. Why would you ever want to stop traveling with the Doctor? She she's incredible. Well, I don't disagree. We. I'm not like you, Millie. I. I'm cool. No. I... <laughs> wow. Sorry, what? I no. Rude. <laughs> well, I'm a bit. Uh... Time lords are different, Millie. 
the doctor and I traveled together for a very long time, centuries. And I can imagine you would want to spend that much time with her. It's remarkable. But spending hundreds of years in crisis, it hurts. And it turns out I was completely wrong and threw myself into even deeper, wilder crises. But that's a whole other series of audios. Um, Available now from BigFinish.com. Subscribers get more at BigFinish.com. Well, it couldn't have all been crisis. I mean, after all, you... There's fun in two, and, and she's going to reach into her jacket, and she's going to pull out the Game Boy and kind of point to it, holding in her hand. There's, there's the fun side as well. Absolutely. You're, you're not wrong there, but um, I reached a point where I thought I knew better. That's something the doctor encourages in her companions. Uh, doing their best to make the universe a better place. And I thought that meant I should go and do that good in a whole other universe. Turns out it was a real swamp of a mess, but what are you going to do? I think Millie's going to take a minute because she actually does feel kind of bad for Roman now. Like, it hadn't really occurred to her the notion that you could travel with the doctor for that long, just because I don't think humans think mm. about the notion of centuries. <laughs> um and I think she's kind of wondering for a split second how long she's been gone. Um, from from the doctor's perspective, you mean, or from, from her family's? Oh, oh, that's fair. Mm. You know, uh, well, how come you can't just go back to the spot that you were at? You know, where you know, you you weren't going to another universe or or something? You know, can't can't the doctor just drop you back off right right where you were? Oh, heavens, no, that was millennia ago now. It's so deep in the past. I was literally a different person then. Um, I'm going to give you a story point for that, because I just, I've been waiting for you to say that for an hour and 27 minutes. <laughs> well, then. <laughs> Actually, 48.23, but yeah. Um, boat! Boat! Um, boat! Yeah, if you like. Uh, you guys, this is when you guys reach the boat. Yeah, I was gonna say at that moment the the tension is cut as yeah. Millie just shouts, "Boat!" You, yeah, you, <laughs> you hit the turnstile and you're able to go through, and uh, a a skipper kind of uh, helps you onto uh, onto a boat. I'm going to shake his hand and go, "Hello, Captain. My name's Amelia. What does one have to do to get the chance to drive this thing?" <laughs> ha! <laughs> skipper says, uh, "Well, we're hiring," and. Uh, uh, it's you and Roman, and then one other person gets on the boat, and then it pulls away from the dock. Okay, I want to reach into the back. I have n no clue. You know, like, this looks like Earth, but also I've been now to a place that's entirely made of sentient meat. Cool. And so I saw, because I saw Roman using, like, weird tickets before, mm -hmm. I'm going to try to reach into the bag of rice and take out like a handful and see if that's like a currency that I can give the skipper so that I can drive the boat. Uh, the the skipper kind of looks at you and says, uh, "What what 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 is what is this? What are, what are you what are you doing? Can I drive the boat now? Oh, no. was this not money? No, uh, no, it's just it was for drying off the the Game Boy. Um, hold on, uh, skipper man, uh, I want to show you something remarkable, and I uh, borrow the." bag of rice from Millie, and I close the Ziploc top. And the skipper goes, <gasps> and I flip the bag upside down, and the rice like stays in the bag because of the Ziploc top. <laughs> the skipper goes, my mind, I it's back boggled. Okay. I will trade you this remarkable baggie to allow my friend to pilot the boat. He says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get very fired. I won't so tell. Fired. What are they going to do? See it on the cameras? Those don't exist here. Wink. <laughs> uh, it's a time joke. You'll get it in 30 years. Um, there's uh, the other person. It, I want to point out, for those of you who aren't familiar with Disneyland, usually they cram about, what, a dozen people on one of these boats? Yeah. Yes, but they're pretty big. Yeah, it's a big boat. There's only the three of you and the skipper on it. Disneyland's terrific, and yeah. we love them. Stop doing that. Yes. <laughs> uh, there's, only, there's only the three people on this boat, and it has already pulled away from the dock, and you're you are... For people who are familiar with Disneyland, well past the point at which the skipper should have started doing their 
material. I did explode their mind you with did a blow their mind. bag and, in um, their defense. There's another person on the on the the boat who he's now he's wearing a very kind of brightly colored like Hawaiian shirt and shorts. Oh. He's wearing uh socks and sandals. Um he he's uh he's black with kind of very uh, an almost shaved head. There's like a little bit of like dark stubble. Um I would say that uh aesthetically he probably most resembles Patterson Joseph. And it just occurred to me I've described his his shaved head when you actually can't really see much of his head because he's wearing one of those goofy hats where the 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 lid is the is is his snout and you got the nose on the end and the teeth. Excellent. Um which I don't think either of you would recognize as not necessarily being period appropriate, but I think Roman you would probably pick up on the fact that it's made from synthetic materials that don't yet exist in 1955. This hat does not belong in this time period. I'm going to reach into my jacket pocket mm-hmm. and just do a quick surreptitious scan with the sonic screwdriver. I'm going to reach for the wheel of the boat while the guy is distracted. The, the skipper still has his mind blown yes. by the Ziploc baggie. Wonders <laughs> never cease. It's holding the rice. What is this clear material? <laughs> like, does this guy know what a plastic bag is either? I don't know. 50s people. Check 50s in. people. 50s people don't know stuff. 50s fans, let us know. I mean, Tupperware was like just becoming the newest, hottest jam, so I'm not entirely sure. I would say even if the the Ziploc baggie did exist, the kind of... Oh, that guy, no way. Oh, the color changer? Oh, man. No, this is... Um, Millie, if you're going to grab the wheel, I'm going to have you do uh, transport and presence uh, with a plus one, because he's distracted by the Ziploc baggie. Okay. We're talking about some of my best traits. Hold on. So we're starting with an 11. Cool. So 16. I rolled crummy with my dice. Uh, that is a, uh, that is a yes, but. Yeah, it um, checks out. So you, you take the wheel, at, but the, uh, the skipper, um, kind of looks to you and says, Hey, you can, you can't, you, you stop. And he, and he kind of puts the rice down now, like, in, and he tries to, uh, struggled. He, he kind of puts his hand on the wheel and tries to 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 to, to struggle it back from you. That's right. It's all right. I was taught how to do this by a few friends, and I try to spin the wheel, but obviously, since it's a Disney boat, yeah. it doesn't work. It doesn't do. <laughs> it, it doesn't do anything. We're on a tr- we're on a track. What? It doesn't do anything. We're on a track. It's it's for the aesthetic. Oh. It's for the hashtag aesthetic. He doesn't say that. He doesn't know what a hashtag is. That's fair. Uh- <laughs> I just picture Xaperian from the tech going hashtag. Uh, yes. <laughs> Ash Brown, no filter. Uh, well, I think that she's just gonna take a moment of like, huh, well, this is a pretty impractical boat then, and kind of look back to what Roman is doing. Uh, Roman, you're trying to scan this other person, right? Yes, indeedy. Uh, um, I'm gonna use the scan function on the sonic screwdriver. Remind me how that works. Uh, so, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm gonna do it in a medical capacity, like a biological scan. Okay. So, it advises, the, the rules here advise an, Awareness role coupled with a suitable skill, so medicine mm-hmm. um, for a medical or biological scan. The scan trait provides a plus two bonus to this role if the device is designed for general scanning. Which cool. I mean, yeah, yeah, right. So Ooh. it's what is it? Awareness and medicine. Yes. So awareness and medicine plus tier. Excellent. Roll them bones. Ooh, I got an eight on the dice plus. Four plus two, that's 14. Yeah. Neat. Uh, it's a Time Lord. This person is a Time Lord. Mm. But you are not able to identify which one. But that's okay, because he's about to make that very clearly known. Oh, this yeah. Is, uh, and he, uh, I'm going to turn around and kind of place myself between the Time Lord and Millie. He's, he's holding an ice cream in one hand. Oh, boy. And a stazer in the other. Oh, not again. And he says, shouldn't have shot me, Roman. Maxi, that would be me. I really thought a change of perspective would do you well, and oh my, didn't help with fashion. My, listen, I'm trying to blend in. Okay, this is the best I could do. Can I, I be honest? You look a bit goofy. <sighs> I need that story point back. <laughs> wow, worth it. Let, uh, the GM giveth and the let GM taketh away. <laughs> Not a joke. He's actually gotten rid of the story point. It's gone. I took it. I, yeah. I, it was worth it. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Would Millie have noticed by now that there is another individual holding a weapon? 
Uh, I mean, right now, you, do you have your back to... I, I would have turned back to look to Roman, though. Uh, yeah, and I think so... you can probably see that, that Maxwell's on the boat with, with stays are drawn. Okay. And, uh, and Maxwell, uh, Maxwell has kind of a melting Mickey ice cream on a stick and the stays are... And, uh, and he says, uh, So here's what's going to happen. You are going to lead me to the doctor. Hmm. And then I'm going to shoot her. And then I'm going to tell my superiors that I had to shoot her because she was running away. Um, so while he's monologuing like a super villain, mm-hmm. do now? Uh, because I now know that this device is on a track. Um, I want to, while he's monologuing, kind of like crouch down towards the base of probably where the engine uh, is for this mm. boat, kind of like I'm, I'm basically getting down like on like the deck and kind of like crouching and listening for where the engine is, so that I can use my percussive maintenance to hit it and speed the boat. Ooh! Ooh so a- we might be turning this into speed two on the Jungle Cruise. I'm I gonna, just okay. I'm gonna Google this Jungle Cruise yeah. boat. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna look up where. Let's the- run into an elephant. Let's do it. No, we're like going to send him elephant. to the guy with the rhinoceros that sticks his horn up your butt. Oh, I yeah. see. Uh, the engine compartment is... Uh, so you know how in the the uh, most... Uh, the Jungle Cruise boats have that kind of uh, chimney, that kind of metal chimney? Yeah. Because um, it's kind of like African Queen, the yeah. movie-ish. That's Absolutely. the vibe, right? Which is why Millie was like, yes. The, the, kind <laughs> of the, the boxing that that metal, ch- that metal stack is coming out of, that's where the engine is. Okay. So it's super accessible because it's it's in literally in the middle. It's part of the divider between the two rows of seats. Cool. Mm. I want to slowly take my wrencheroo out from mm. you know my my jacket, and uh, I just want to shout to Roman, "Hold on!" And I want to smack it as hard as I can to make the boat go turbo fast. Okay, what do so I have to do? In order roll? to get to that stack right now, uh, Maxwell is between you and the stack. Oh, darn! Darn! Can I spend some story points to slide down this newly presumably waxed deck? Oh, uh, uh, and and try to wrench the engine after I slide. So basically, can I do like a cool acrobatics into a into an engine and then like thwack it? You want a Tom Cruise sock slide? Yeah. Um, that wouldn't be story points. You can roll for that. Okay. Um, but you can spend story points to augment your roll if you don't roll high enough. Deal. Um, so that is going to be uh, coordination and athletics. Um, is Millie wearing socks right now? I'm in the combat boots, and I was anticipating that this would be a little bit waxy because it's yeah, all brand new. Fair. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you wax. There's probably some water in there, too. Yeah, probably. Oh, almost certainly. It's a water ride. Water and wax. Cool. Uh, then in that case, I'm starting with a seven. Seven is good. Ooh. Eleven, so I'm definitely going to use some story points yeah, to up right that. Now you are at a uh, a failure, so it's no but. Okay. If you want to spend one story point, you can take it up to a yes but. If you want to spend two, you can take it up to a success. Three takes you up to a yes and. You know what? I'm feeling lucky, punk. Let's go three. All right, spend nice. those three story points. Yes and. Not only are you able to slide by Maxil too, you're able to clip his shins with the wrencheroo. Yes, uh, and he uh, he he falls on his butt. Neat, and it's hilarious, and everyone points and laughs. Good, because he looks the, silly. Even the animatronic hippos, like ah, you dummy. That's should we investigate the hippo? I- <laughs> it was like uh, I'm just a hippo, and just goes back into the wall. Never mind, delete anyway. <laughs> Oh no, Cyberman Disney animatronics. Cyber hippos. Actually, Cyber if I was going to do any alien at the opening day Disneyland, it would be the Nestine. Oh, Ooh. that's cool. That's where, you, that's where you put them. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. So okay, cool. So I slide down, I clip Roman, he falls mm-hmm. on his butt. No, and you clip Maxel. I clip Maxel. <laughs> Roman's fine. Roman Ow. is fine. I clip Maxel. He falls on his butt. I slam into the engine, uh, uh, bring my wrencheroo around to hit it to make the boat suddenly, basically into the speed of a speedboat. Okay, percussive maintenance, that, that is, now that is, uh, how does percussive maintenance work again? I know it's, um, I've got it here. I also have it here. Is it strength and technology? Strength and tech. It's strength and tech. Yeah. 
Do they get any kind of buff for percussive? It replaces ingenuity with strength. Okay. And their tempest ones per pair. On a success, the tech will work for one use. On a good success, it will work for D6 uses. Mm. And on a fantastic success, it will continue to function until the game master decides otherwise. All right. Neat. Do it. Bring that wrench root down. Cool. So with strength plus technology, I'm starting with four. Nope, I'm starting with five. Fourteen. Fourteen is uh, is yes, but. Okay. Uh, you get a burst of speed, but it's sudden and it jolts you and it knocks you down now. You've slid, you've hit the thing. There's a there's a jolt of or a burst of speed as as the the the, the boat starts to kind of. Uh, caroom down the track, mm-hmm. um, but the momentum causes you to continue to slide, and you kind of hit the back railing of the boat. Okay, um, and almost uh, like with your waist, like your waist kind of leans over the boat, and there's a moment where your feet lift up. Okay, and there's that moment where it feels like, oh, I might go over. Okay, but you don't quite go over, but you are hanging onto the railing. Okay, Roman Maxwell's butt is on the floor. What do you do? How close is he to the edge of the boat? How close is he to the edge of the boat? SpongeBob SquarePants. Sorry. <laughs> um, he is. I mean, he's in the. I, I'm picturing kind of you guys in the. If the front of the boat is north, then you guys are kind of. I would say on the the west side, the west row, mm. and the and Maxil is on the 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 east row, which is on the right side of the boat, I guess. So he's. He's kind of by. I mean, it's all the edge because of the way that the seats work on the on the the Jungle Cruise. So he's kind kind of by the edge, but there's those seats as well. There's that because they they also work as the step down because the bow yeah. is kind of inset. Okay. Um, while Maxwell is distracted, I'm going to reach for my Sonic and use the weld function. Okay. Uh, to weld the um the trigger of his Stazer. Neat. I don't hate that. How does the world function work? I don't think we've used it before. Yes, I pulled out my sonic screwdriver trait sheet to be good at this. It's cool. The weld trait covers all sorts of incendiary uses. The gadget can be used to burn something, cut through thin substances, even solder or weld small items together. While the trait doesn't give the task any bonuses, it works great as a multi-purpose tool for all your sealing and cutting requirements. Thank you, book. It slices, it dices, it welds. An entire um, paragraph with... No bonuses. No bonuses. Cool. <laughs> it just means you can do the thing. Um, all right, I'm going to make that ingenuity and tech then. Give me that roll. Give me that. Give me that. Give me, give me, give me that. Give me that roll. Give me that. Give me, give me that. Ooh, that's good. Neat. Um, ingenuity tech, you said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Romana sheet has a nine for ingenuity. I just want to throw Neat. that out there. Wow. That's the joy of playing this character and adapting her sheet. Um, Technology's a five. Uh, 25. 25? Wow! Oh my god, that is a yes and. That is a hell of a yes and. Um, that is a heck of a yes and. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and okay. say that um, it, it not only welds the staser, I want to give it, I want to give it a secondary effect, but I'm trying to think what that would be. It does weld the trigger. Um, does it blow up in his hand? Anyway. It can, yeah. The staser blows up, but that's a good, a good suggestion. Neat. Uh, the staser, the staser goes in his hand. It's a very kind of, it's Maxwell, so it's kind of a mid, mid, early to mid eighties BBC pyrotechnic effect that leave, leaves those horrible <laughs> burn marks on the on the the screen. I love the that visual effect. Oh, it's <laughs> so oh, cool. That's, thank you for yes. painting that beautiful, oh. beautiful word picture. Ah, oh. um, it's just camera trouble. The, Gorge. <laughs> The the boat now, uh, the Jungle Cruise boat, still zipping along at a, pr- a pretty good pace, um, has has zoomed past the backside of water and is now approaching the cannibals. You're actually not that far from the end of the Jungle Cruise. You you would be able, if you time it right, to jump onto the dock. Oh, well, then the I'm going to... The pair of docks, as the skippers are frequently fond of saying. Although not yet. Not, it's <laughs> 1955. I wonder if someone could give them that joke. Well, not now. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to make my way over to Millie mm-hmm. and try and get her to her feet so we can okay. make this magnificent jump. Cool. Before I do that, though, I want to grab the bag of rice back from the skipper because I have an idea. Uh, 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 he's so dumbfounded by everything that's happened. You can just pluck it out. No, he put it down. He put it down on the thing. Oh, perfect. So I'm just going to grab it. 
Uh, no, I'm gonna because what's happened is oh, no. uh, because of the no, the no butt from when you hit it with a venturoo, it slid down to uh down to the midsection of the boat and got stopped by the railing where the steps are. So you would have to step over Maxil to get to it. Well, and there's no reason for me to just throw rice at his face. All right, so <laughs> I'm just going to grab Millie, because mm-hmm. I was going to get it forward to throw okay. rice in his face, you know? No, it's, uh, it's a wedding. Um, mazel tov. Uh, are we going to go? Uh, Do you have another one in you? Catchphrase. Um, <laughs> always. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to grab Millie and prepare her, whether or not she realizes it, to jump off this boat onto the dock. All right. Deal. You guys do that. You ask, you uh you you grab Millie uh in a totally respectful way, and you uh, oh, yes. stabilize yourself so that you're both kind of uh feet planted on the on the thing. And I guess you're going to step up onto one of the the the, the steps. Yes, so you can, where they get on and off the boat. When I say step, step. Okay. All right. And oh my giddy aunt! And then we step. <laughs> uh, ah. I need you both to do coordination and athletics, please. Not my best, because Romano was known for tripping. Weren't they all? Thirteen? Thirteen. Coordination in athletics, you said? Yes, please. All right, so that's a six plus six, twelve. You both beef it. Like, you, you, make, you make the jump, but you hit... Uh, you, you jump too soon. You hit one of the railings. Oh, um, shit. The, the guard railings. Um, and, uh, Roman actually falls back into the water, but it's not that deep because, of course, it's not that deep. Um, Millie is holding on, you're holding onto the railing, um, so you can pull yourself up and over onto the, onto the dock. Uh, Roman is kind of, I wouldn't say splashing around, but you're, you're, at the moment, you're in like waist high water. Okay. Um, then I guess I'll try to grab Roman by the coat to, Drag him over as I kind of hoist myself up onto the dock. Mm. Okay. Uh, give me strength and athletics. Eighteen. Yeah, you hoist that that boy right up over onto the dock. Finally, a decent roll. <laughs> uh, yes. As you as you steady yourselves onto the dock, you look around and realize there are no skippers, and there are no patrons in the park. There are, there's nobody here. Uh oh. Normally, this doesn't bode well. Uh, where to? Uh, we should. Probably get back to my TARDIS immediately. Um, Isn't that where they would be expecting you to go? Yes, but it is my way out of here, and I have a gun, and I pull out my staser. All right, then. <laughs> Aha! We run. <laughs> uh, you guys run out of Adventureland, which is eerily empty. You guys hit Main Street. The asphalt is still soft under your feet. Mm. Um, as you as you journey down down Main Street... Um, and towards the, the gate where, uh, your TARDIS ticket booth is parked on, you know it's parked on the other side of the archway. Um, and then from out of popcorn stands and, uh, mailboxes, uh, and various other constructs along Main Street, outstep various, uh, soldiers from the, the Time Lord military, all holding Staser rifles. Oh, criminy. All pointed in your direction. Oh, dear. A Mickey Mouse removes his head, revealing he is a Time Lord soldier. <laughs> Dang. Perfection. Uh, all the bumper cars just line up and stare at me. Um, a Time Lord Disney invasion. And you realize Main Street is covered in TARDISes described as lampposts and mailboxes and churro stands and mascot costumes. Uh, oh, and the original mascot costumes are terrifying. They're horrifying. They're yeah. truly Imagine. the stuff oh. of nightmares. Dear listener, please Google the 50s yeah. Disney mascot costumes. Yeah, treat yourself to a child's Grim. play nightmare. Um, <laughs> we love Disney and it's beautiful and perfect. Um, so, <laughs> this episode uh, of The Game of Rassilon is not sponsored by Disney. They wouldn't no, give me tickets. Oh, they said no. <laughs> they said no a lot. Hard pass. <laughs> They cannot find out about this. Don't tell them. I should have set this at Magic Mountain. They don't give a crap. That's actually not true. I'm actually really excited for people to come for Doctor Who Day now and to just be running around the park and being like, Lamp, TARDIS, Jungle Cruise. (laughs) Trash can, TARDIS. Uh, All right. um, I'm going to turn to Millie because, I mean, we're surrounded. Mm. So I'm just going to speak to her now that I have the chance. Uh, I'm going to. Ooh. How many story points do you have? 
I mean, I have all eight. Okay. Because I lost that extra guy. Um, so, yeah, I think now's the time. We're surrounded. Uh, I'm going to grab Millie. So carefully take Millie's hand uh, and take off his uh, the ring off of his finger, mm-hmm. the silver ring with a dark stone. If you've seen more recent photos of me, it is my ring. Uh, and I'm going to uh, place it on um, Millie's pointer finger, because I imagine that's like the only finger the right size, uh, and say, um, I'm going to send you a head. Uh, your ears are going to pop. Sorry about that. Take good care of this. It was my grandfather's. Tell the doctor I'm sorry. And I'm going to push the crystal in, and the ring is a time ring, and I will spend all eight of my story points what? to send you through time. The, the energy of the time ring envelops Millie, and she is sent spinning slowly uh, into, the, into the... At first, it feels like you're surrounded by blackness, and then you feel... Uh, a shortness of breath not that there's no oxygen but like there's very little oxygen and then you're aware of a rushing of air around you and you realize you know where you are you've seen it on displays in both the doctor's tardis and roman's tardis you are traveling in the time portals and you have no idea where or when you are going to turn Roman, you are surrounded by Time Lord soldiers in of various shapes and sizes, carrying weapons of various terrifying lengths. Mm-hmm. Uh, as they kind of move in, and it dawns on you that the stories about how packed Disneyland was on the opening day may have been Time Lord subterfuge, and a very wet Maxil squelches in wet socks and damp, soggy sandals towards you. Ew! Looking professional as ever, Maxie. And he looks at you. And he just punches you square in the jaw. Howie. And that is the last thing you remember 